I've missed you guys. It's been a while. So uh, uh, some of you are like, who, who are you? <laughs> Great question. Uh, my name is Michael, and uh, I, I used to work here, but I've been gone for a little bit. Uh, my wife and I had another little baby girl. So, so uh, I've been home and taking care of the family and trying to figure out three kids. So uh, her name is Copeland. And she, uh, I think she's sweet. She doesn't sleep, so right now I don't really like her. And you know, that's rude. No, I like sleep, and uh, I'm averaging right now about 2.5 hours a night. So uh, <laughs> whatever I say right now, I apologize in advance. I'll blame it on being tired. So, um, man, I, I really have missed you guys. I've missed, I've missed speaking. I know that Evan has been doing an outstanding job the past few weeks, and so give it up for Evan Holbrook. Yeah. And you know, as, as Hannah, as Hannah, man, it's a big night for Hannah. She's, she's not here, or she was here. I was pretending like she was here. That was a weird moment. Um, she got asked to homecoming. Um, I don't know who that guy is, all right? I don't know who he is, but he, 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 hey, he better watch out, all right? He better watch out, okay? I'm going to be, where, is he here tonight? All right, yeah, hey, we need, we need to talk after this, all right, my man? All right, hey, that was awesome, by the way. Really cool. I, I tasted some of that uh, pie back here, okay? I, I really did, seriously. Ask Ryan. He saw me get a little. So uh, anyways, while she was crushing it during that little solo part, I was just so proud, kind of like a proud father, because she was on Team Michael for The Voice. And um, I don't know if you know what The Voice is, but it's a, it's a competition that we have about every other year. And uh, I usually um, produce winners. And uh, so again, you're seeing um, the production of the Lord and your family and then me. Uh, so way to go, Team Michael. And while I was hearing that, yes, I was like, man, God is good. It's so beautiful, Lord. Thank you for everything. Then I thought, we need to do the voice again. So, so y'all are yelling. I don't even know if you can sing. But uh, so it's coming. Stay tuned. There'll be four teams. They are going to be Team Michael, champions, Team Highstead, they're okay, Team Holbrook, and Team Phipps. And so, uh, again, I'm excited about it. Stay tuned. You'll hear more about it. Tonight, uh, we're going to finish our Idols series. And tonight, I want to talk about uh, how idols affect those around you, how idols in your life affect those around you, and we're going to look at Daniel 3. Daniel 3 is in the Old Testament, and so this is, this is a great story. I'm sure you've heard it before if you've been around church at all. It's one of my favorite stories to talk about in the Old Testament. I don't talk enough about Old Testament stuff, so this is one of them that I know. And so we're going to look at Daniel 3, and um, it is a very, very powerful passage. So we'll start. Here we go. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. So how big is that? Picture 15 people like me. That's a lot. That's a lot. Standing on top of each other. 15 of me, okay? You just like fall, fall, fall. That's what I would be hoping for 15 men standing on top of each other. Okay? That's how tall that is. All right? So that's a pretty big deal right there. It's all gold. It's just a gold, massive statue. All right? 
and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Babylon, we're going to talk about that this Sunday in Bible study in Jehi and in high school. We're going to talk about a tower of Babel. I'm very excited to be speaking in high school and Evan going to be crushing in Jehi talking about that. So he built this in Babylon. In verse 2, he then summoned the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, the treasurers, the judges, and all these people to come to the dedication of the tall 15-person gold statue. So the best of the best. Hey, come look at this statue. Come check it out. It is awesome. I need you to come look at it. So they all came. They checked it out. And then the herald. A herald is somebody who heralds. They're like, hey! That's their job. That's a cool job. Like that's all that person on earth to do. It's to say, hey! Check this out! That's, well, that's a herald, okay? I'd be a great herald, okay? Like, that would be phenomenal. I would love that job. Be like, hey! Come on! Let's go to Sonic! <laughs> that was funny to me. I felt good about that comment, and I heard my boy Brett, and I know Elena laughed about Sonic. So the herald says, hey! Nations! This is what he said. If you feel awkward right now, go with it. You've been outside with me before when I yelled Jesus multiple times. You remember. <laughs> Nations and people of every language. This is, check this out. This is what you are commanded to do. He's still yelling. I mean, just, ah! Verse 5. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold. And then he's still yelling, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. That's how I, I was there, so I know. I saw, the, I saw it. Just kidding, I wasn't there a long time ago. But that's what happened. So, so notice all these instruments. The horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe. And, and I may not say them right. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Zither. I don't, I don't know, Brett. I'm, I don't play anything. I play one song on the guitar. But I, I was thinking about what does that sound like? So they're there. They're thinking about it. They're, they're, so what is that noise? So here's what I think it sounded like. And then they heard that and then they're like... So that's, that's, in my opinion, stop, okay. So that, that's the noise. I don't even know, okay. So, <laughs> and every time that that came on, people were just like this. I mean, that's, that's what they're saying, and if they don't do that, they're thrown into the fiery furnace. Verse 12. Fast forward from verse 6 to verse 12. But, there's always a big but somewhere. There are some Jews. It's been a while, y'all. I haven't, I haven't been up here in a long time, so it feels good to get some stuff off my chest. 
If you're visiting, glad you're here. There are some Jews, check this out. Here's a, here's a tattletale, okay? Some of my kids, they're telling each other for everything. Mom, dad, and we would say, stop tattling. Grow up. You're two. All right? Act like a man. And so, so look at verse 12 with me. Verse 12 is tattletale. He goes to King Nebi, Nebuchadnezzar. But there are some Jews whom you've set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. By the way, that wasn't their name. King Nebuchadnezzar changed their name so that they would feel cool. King Nebuchadnezzar, let me, let me listen to this. He messed with people's minds. That's how he got control of them. He was a brainwasher. So he changed their names. So this guy comes and says, hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just so you know, um, when, when, you, when, when the music played, uh, they didn't do anything, your majesty. They neither serve your gods, lowercase g, nor worship the image of gold that you've set up. He's like, oh, okay, bet. Really? Seriously? Well, tell me more. Verse 13. Furious with rage, comma. Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And here's what happens. Check this out. If you're talking, I need you to stop. So he pulls these jokers in. He's like, hey, I, I, you heard the boy. When you hear this song, I need you. Let's play the song one more time just to make sure we all understand. Okay. Just so everybody understands what's going on. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. I don't mean to kneel. I just, it's just I practiced all day. Seth had it going on in his office. I walked in just, 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 I just got back up. <laughs> I don't know how I just did that. That was amazing. I'll be sore tomorrow. So he pulls these people in. And he says, hey, so you know every time the song plays, I need you to bow down because that's the deal. I need you to worship this massive statue that I made. So when the music plays, I need you to bow down. Check out their response. Very polite. In verse 16, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. They're pretty much saying, look, we don't have to say this to you, but we will. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God, capital G, we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. I mean, they just told the man, hey, we're not going to do that. So if we're thrown in the fire, it's really going to be okay. Sir. You know, that's rare. There's a lot in that sentence. When I think about now, 2016, I think about teenagers, I think about adults and how we respond to people. Our response is usually not that polite. Like people get pulled over. People get pulled over by someone doing their job 
and they lose their minds. And if that bothers you, I'm sorry. But we're losing our minds because someone was pulled, because that person pulled that person over. Look, when I get pulled over, okay, here's my license, here's this, here's this. What I do, you're speeding, my bad. Go on with my day. But man, where's the politeness in 2016? Especially where are people being polite to, uh, where are the Christians being polite? I've seen Christians get pulled over, or Christians get in trouble, Christians lose their mind because they're in a line at Walmart. Lose their minds. Like they walk over here like, oh my goodness. And they're, or they're at H-E-B and they got that little like, scanner thing and it's like super fast apparently. And people lose their minds. Notice how polite they were. So polite. And also what's, what's interesting is they're getting reprimanded for doing opposite of everybody else. They're doing opposite of what the world is doing. Everybody else is, yes, this idol. And they're like, no. These days you don't find many people that are okay with not being invited to the party. You don't find many people that are okay not having any friends and being by themselves 24-7. You don't find many people that are not gonna go with the culture, with the world. And right here you see that. Like nobody wants to be the one that's not invited to something. Like you don't wanna be that person. No one's like, man, I really hope I am not invited to the craziest, awesomest party or whatever it is in the world. I hope I'm not invited. Who says that? Not many people. Maybe you do. Awesome. But check out verse 18. So they just got done being very kind. Verse 18, underline this, highlight it, whatever you got to do, write it down, Instagram it, snap it, whatever you're doing. Check it out. But even if he does not, even if he does not rescue them, even if he does not save them, even if he does not do what the Bible says or what they believe that he's going to do, even if he doesn't, we want you to know, sir, even if we die in the fire, we want you to know, your majesty, being kind, that's separated by two commas, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up, even if he doesn't. Even if they go into the furnace and they are burnt up, they're still not going to bow down. They're saying, I'm not willing to compromise. I am not willing to compromise for an idol, for something else in the place of God, capital G. Compromise. Compromise is something, and this isn't, hey, look at Michael. This is, hey, look at Jesus. I'm gonna tell you a few things in my life. I had to call my wife on these because I couldn't think of any. I called and said, hey, what are some things that I have done that I didn't compromise? So one of them, I went to a restaurant, and maybe you've heard some of these stories. I went to a restaurant. I ordered like a slushy. This was that, this was, I was, we were leaving high school beach retreat two years ago, and I ordered like a, like a smoothie drink. And they brought the smoothie out, and there were people here that were with me. They brought it out in like a, uh, I don't know, a wine glass or like a margarita glass. 
And so what did I do? If you know me, you know what I did. I said, hey, you can keep that. You can keep that. And it was me and a bunch of people that were working on the food team, some of my good friends. No students were around. Nobody that really knew. I was in Florida. No one knew me except for those people. But if they would have put that cup down right there in front of me and saw me drinking the smoothie with a straw that looked real pretty and looked like an alcoholic drink and someone took a picture or someone said something, it's a bad day. I'm not willing to compromise even the cup that is on my table at a restaurant or at my house. Somebody gave my wife, they don't know us very well, if they're watching, they're, they're not watching, that's great. A, a wine glass, congratulations on having a baby. I said, babe, we gotta get rid of that. She goes, I know, I knew you were gonna say that, I know, calm down. I'm not willing to compromise. I'm not willing to compromise. And people are like, well, it's just, it's just one drink. It's just a glass. It's just this. That's what people say all the time, and the enemy's like, yeah, it's just this. It's not a big deal. Remember the conversation you had with Adam and Eve in the garden? It's just one bite. You're not a big deal. You know, and we have those conversations. It's just, you know, it's, it's, just, it's not a big deal. No, don't compromise. How about that? How about just not compromising? How about standing up because you know the right thing to do? How about this sentence, but even if he does not, I mean, I hear that God's gonna bless me, I hear he's gonna honor me, but even if he doesn't, I'm just gonna do it because I know that the Lord would want me to do that. People ask me to go see certain movies, really not very often, but I'm thinking of a few people have asked me to go see, and I just don't go see them. One, very expensive, I don't, not, okay, I'm not spending $48 to go see a movie, dumb. And how is that movie gonna help my soul in any way whatsoever when it's about anything, demons or I don't know what those movies are, paranormal stuff, neighbors too. And you're laughing. But why compromise everything to go see that trash? No, 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 just think about it. Why compromise? Well, it's, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's just a, but I, uh, uh, really, even if he doesn't. Someone asked me to do a toast at a wedding, and they handed me a wine glass. Now, you understand something, I am a big uh, advocate for not drinking, okay? I hate alcohol. Why do I hate alcohol? Because the five dads that I had living in my life when I was growing up all drank and they were all abusive. So I hate alcohol. I hate alcohol because every single day I hear about someone drinking and them killing somebody. Oh, it's just one drink. So Michael, hey, will you do a toast at a wedding? And they hand me a glass to do a toast. It's a wine glass. Water in it. Nope, not doing it. Why? Not willing to compromise. Not willing to waste my testimony of all those people that may know me or may not know me. Don't really care because I'm doing a toast with a wine glass. Not worth it. It's not worth it. We got invited to go to a certain party, my wife and I. We kind of got an argument about this one. She kind of gets real irritated with me about this stuff because I'm like, no. She's like, oh, come on. I'm like, no. You know, I didn't want to go to this party. It was like a Christian party, by the way. Like Christians were hosting the party. Not that Christians can't drink, a whole nother topic. 
I don't think you should. I'm just going to say that. It's my opinion. If you want to talk about it, we can. But we got invited to go to this Christian party. I knew there was going to be alcohol. I said, we're not going. It's not worth it. What did we do? Nothing. We sat at home, watched Doc McStuffins with the kids. And you know what? People said, man, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. I wish you were here. And I was like, sorry, didn't come. Well, how come? I just didn't want to be there. Guess what, guys? This didn't just start when I was in my 20s or 30s. It started when I was in high school. Because I was not willing to compromise. And I'm not saying, hey, look at me. Understand that. I am not. And I'm not saying I am perfect. Holy cow, I'm not perfect. Y'all know that about me. I got a lot of issues. But one thing for sure about me is I'm not willing to compromise and I'm not looking to make friends. If you don't like me for who I am, then I really don't care. If that bothers you, oh well. Jesus Christ was not going around looking for friends. He was going around looking for followers. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if he doesn't. Well, it's, you know, I mean, Halloween, you know, I'm supposed to wear this. This is what I'm supposed to wear at Halloween. Girls have these conversations. And you know, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm going to wear it. And then it's just Halloween. I'm going to walk around and take pictures in it. And all these people are going to like it. And it's okay to be liked. So I'm going to get a lot of likes. And then I'm going to wear it. It's going to be so awesome. Why would you compromise, girls? Why? Because it's Halloween and everybody else is doing that? Don't compromise. How about this? I believe that God is going to bring me some friends. And even if he doesn't, I'm not willing to compromise. Even if he doesn't bring you friends. Or maybe you're, you know what, I really, you know what, I just want to date somebody. and Not, I'll do whatever it takes to get that person. How about this? It's okay to be single the rest of my life. Who's saying that? Because it is. Okay. But we want to compromise. Some of you are so uncomfortable right now and you've zoned out and you're talking to someone next to you because you absolutely hate what I'm saying right now. Well, don't hate what I'm saying because the Lord is saying this stuff through the Bible. So if you could stop talking, that'd be great because you're the probably one who needs to hear this. Don't compromise. Be the person that stands up. Can you imagine right now what those people are thinking? Shadrach, they're, they're thinking, man, we're about to get thrown in the fire. We're about to get thrown in the fire. What about you? When the music plays and the pressure's on, what's your reaction? Are you bowing down to the pressure or are you standing up? Not standing out. Now, a lot of us are really good at standing out. Colin Kaepernick, really good at standing out. Really good. All these other people doing all this stuff. Oh, 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 oh man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Really good job standing out. Walk around the mall. I see a lot of people standing out. Man, you got this group. You got this group. You got this group. All these different. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. man, you're so cool. Wow, unbelievable how you're dressed. Shoes are amazing. Who cares? See, a lot of people standing out. I don't see many people standing up for Jesus Christ. Because anytime someone does stand up for Jesus Christ in our culture, what happens? They're immediately interviewed. Today show. Oh, it's crazy. Those two divers that were in the Olympics, they stood up for Christ. It's like, whoa. Why are Christians so rare to stand up for something? 
because it's so easy to stand out and, and to be like everybody else. I would love to raise up about 600 people in this room that are willing to stand up for Jesus Christ, not just stand out. Because you stand out, it's like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, that's what you do when you stand out. When you stand up, it's look at him, look at him, look at him, just look at him, just look at him. Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar is so mad right now. His attitude toward them changed. He was really nice, and now he's like, so mad. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet. I don't know what he was doing. In amazement, he asked his, he asked his advisors, weren't, wait, 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 verse 19, let me just say this again. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. That's hot. <laughs> and, and I took a lot of verses out from 19 to 24, and it just pretty much talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what they're wearing or stuff that will burn up immediately. It's just like, hey, they're wearing this cloth, they're doing this. It's going to burn up immediately. It says even that some people got so close to the fire that they died immediately without even getting in the fire because the fire was so hot. That's how hot it was. And then look at verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement, asked his advisors, um, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw them in the fire? There's three, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, there were, sir. Look. Verse 25. Look. Exclamation point. Look. Look, look. He brought, I was probably like, hey, oh, oh, look at this. I see four men walking around the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods, lowercase g. Verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the fire and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Servants of the Most High God, capital G, come out. Come here. And then all the satraps, the perfects, the governors, the advisors, they crowded around. Can you imagine this? They are in a fire. This isn't Disney, okay? This isn't some made-up stories like, that is good. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in a fire. No, this really happened. Three dudes put it into the fire. Said, look, even if, even if, even if he doesn't, we're going to go ahead and worship our God. Even if he doesn't, we're going to worship our God. Put him in the fire. Make it so hot. He's, I don't know. Hanging out. What? Four people. He calls them out. Can you imagine that? This isn't Disney. This is real life. This really, really happened. And is happening still today for some of you. He said, get up, come out of here. Verse 27. And then all those people... They crowded around and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head singed. Their robes were not scorched and they didn't even smell like fire. Everybody noticed. Everybody saw that they stood up. Everybody saw that they weren't burned. Everybody saw Jesus in there with them. Then King Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and he rescued his servants. They trusted in him and they defeat, defied the king's commands and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own. What in the world? That's the greatest statement. Said these guys are amazing. They stood up for what they believed in. And now because of that, Nebuchadnezzar is now, if you keep reading, he's like, hey, we all need to trust. We all need to worship this God. Tear that statue down. Take that idol away. We don't need that anymore. Because this dude... They believed, they said it, and it worked. What about you? Are you believing it? Are you saying it? Because it will work. But you've got to believe it. 
Do you believe it? Are you okay with being by yourself? Are you okay with no one liking you? Are you okay with going against the flow? Are you okay with not having that app? Are you okay with all these? Are you okay with it? Are you okay with not compromising? Because you have the chance to change someone's life. Because they watch you. There was a guy, some of you know this story, and he was not a Michael fan. This is about a year and a half ago. I have a lot of non-Michael fans, and again, I'm okay with that. This guy did not like me, put me on blast on Facebook, said a lot of really mean things about me and my family, all these different, I mean, just blasting me, just it blew up all over the place. I had to shut my Facebook down for a little bit. And so he did it so, and what did I do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I would see him every now and then, hey man, high five. And he's like, he said, I mean, he threatened my life. He said he's gonna do things to me. And every time I saw him, man, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Then a year later, he came to me. He came to me. He said, hey man, I just want you to know, how do I get what you have? And we sat down in a CrossFit gym, and he is now a Christian living in San Antonio, Texas. And I don't say that, but hey, look at me. Here's what I say that for, because that can be you right now. There are people that are saying, what's your reaction? You're like, man, I'm not gonna compromise because I wanna punch that person. I wanted to hurt the guy. I, I, <laughs> Talk about my family, say you're gonna threaten me, all those different things. People around me said, I'm gonna get you. I'm like, no, 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 stop, it's okay. Let him do what he wants to do, it's okay. Even if he does, let's go. I wasn't willing to compromise. What about you? Right now in this room, there are some of you who you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right now, you don't have anybody walking around in the fire with you because there's some of you in this room who you're going through the fire, you may be in the fire, and you know Jesus is right there with you. That is an amazing deal. You know it, and it is awesome. But some of you, you don't have Christ, meaning that you have not accepted Christ into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. Meaning that when you die, you will spend eternity in hell. It's very real. Because if you ask Christ into your life, he becomes your Savior, your Father, your Dad, that will never leave you, that will never hurt you, that will walk through the fire with you, that will completely change your life. And when you die, you will spend eternity with him forever in heaven. And I want to give everybody the opportunity to accept him tonight. So with no one looking around.